What? Oh, oh. Shout. One second, please. Hi, and thanks for tuning into episode nine of Designated Driver, the podcast about the work and mystique of Adam Driver. I'm Liz. I'm Aaliyah. And today we're going to talk about the movie Midnight Special. Yes. Kind of on the B-roll, maybe. I think so. I had never heard of it before. I think your your, uh, co-worker recommended it. Yeah, she liked it. And we'll talk about if we liked it, too. Do you have any Adam Driver news? Do oh, we, are, can do. we watch Annette yet? In August. It's going to come okay. out on Amazon in August. I have pre-ordered it. We might watch it in my backyard. We'll see. My Oh, my backyard has now a newly sided garage and house Lovely. in it, too. So it's going to be extra special. Here's my Adam Driver news, is that there are a ton of pictures of Adam Driver on Twitter and Reddit right now. There's two kind of veins of Adam Driver photography right now. So the first one, which I think you've seen because I think we texted back and forth about it, is he's in the process of filming Wheat Germ in Ohio with Noah Baumbach. And it's based on White Noise by Don DeLillo. And in it, he plays apparently a paunchy middle-aged man because in all of the video, he's a paunchy man. And the part that scares me the most is that he's shaved his hairline back. What if it doesn't grow back right? No, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, don't touch the hair under any circumstances like that. What if he ever shaved it for a role? I don't know. Well, okay. So my one feeling about that is, did you watch Mad Men? Yes. Do you remember when Pete was aging and his hairline started receding? It grew back. Okay. It's probably fine. Yeah. So Carolyn, friend of the show, and I were texting about it. She said, and I think she's right, he knows it's one of his greatest assets. Mm-hmm. Right. So, by the way, don't touch the hair could be my dad's tagline. When we were kids, anytime my sister and I would run and jump on him, like when he came home from work, he'd always be like, not the hair. What was behind that? What, did he have like he perfect had, hair? He had or perfect like a... hair that he spent a lot of time, a very like 90s blown out hair. He spent time styling, yes. styling his hair. He sure did. Okay. So then the other vein of Adam Driver photography that's been on Twitter lately is somebody's been unearthing a bunch of pictures of him at Juilliard. Oh. And he's really, no surprise, actually, he's pretty dorky. Here's one. Here's Adam in a clown class oh, at Juilliard. He looks so, uh, like, soft. I mean, that's a very blurry photo. It's pretty gangly. Okay. Clowning class. Here's one. It looks like he's putting his tongue in someone's ear here. He's sitting yeah. on a bench with a bunch of girls who are probably classmates, and he looks pretty goofy. Yeah, his hair, is it, like, combed forward? It reminds yeah. me of Ross from Friends's hair, kind of. Maybe. Was it that era? Yeah. I didn't tell you this news. Oh, look. Look at that one. Oh, my gosh. He's so he's such a baby. He's like a little twerp. <laughs> yeah. Okay, tell he's me. He's always doing something really hammy in all the photos. Mm-hmm. My sister-in-law, Josie, went to college with the owner of the Adam Driver cat, the original Adam Driver cat. Really? Yes, this is true. That's awesome. I know. This is a really close Did connect. she ever meet the Adam Driver cat? No. And 
I mean, it's kind of like your college friend that you're just Facebook friends now. That was my understanding. She said, she's like, I think she would remember me. So not a super close friend, but probably somebody that we could possibly get in touch with for a very exciting interview for the pod. Yeah. I think his real name is Corey the cat. You can look that up later. It's a goal. Talk to the real Corey. Yeah, Corey's human friend. The other recommendation I have for this week is that TikTok. Yes. It's a guy doing an impression of Adam Driver meeting Adam Driver on the street. It's pretty great. Are you on TikTok? No. I almost want to go on it. There's a lot of funny stuff on there. Hang on. I have it right here so we can at least say this guy's name. Well, I can get the... I, it's funny. I be, play yeah, I love the my... way Adam Driver talks, but I never realized how distinctive it was until he pointed it out to us. Okay, here it is. Hang on. It's called Impression of Adam Driver Running into Adam Driver I on got the it. Street. I got it. You do. Oh, but I was... Oh, hey. Ooh, hey. Oh, I like it when he says fucking kale and fucking all that shit. Kale. I was trying to find his name. Well, I guess we'll never know. But good it was luck, very TikTokers. good. TikTokers. Yeah. If you're on TikTok, look it up. Yeah. So that's what I've got for Adam Driver material this week. Also, I mean, there's continued coverage of his debut. At, well, it's not his debut at Con. He's been at Con twice before. It, oh, but, yeah. And that's getting all kinds of reviews. And there's all kinds of stuff flying around about it. Everyone's excited. We're going to see it someday. Although I have to tell you, it's not the Driver Adam Driver movie I'm the most excited about. Mm. Not super excited about Annette. I think it might be too kind weird. Of, kind of weird and dark. Yeah, I know. Also, I don't think this is a spoiler. Annette is literally a doll. Okay. All right. Did you know that? Well, I mean, I She's would like consider a that a spoiler. But in every review, they tell you that. Okay. Well, yeah, I like to. Oh yeah, you don't. Oh, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I'm I'm getting less stringent about it. But yeah, I'm interested in the Snow White angle. Mm -hmm. Have we talked about that before? I think I sent you the the link. Have we talked about it on the podcast before? No, I don't think we have. Okay. Yeah, that was like a TikTok or something. (laughs) I think it was a YouTube video. It was a YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, about the similarities between Snow White and Annette, mm-hmm. at least aesthetically. That looked kind of cool. Yeah. Look that up. And I kind of want yeah, to watch Snow White. I can link Snow to White. it on our Facebook page. I know. It, I Again, mean, Snow White anyway. is great and beautiful. And yeah, I'm I'm here for that. Well, the thing I noticed when I watched Snow White the last time was like how much cleaning she does. And the old D- Disney princesses are just always cleaning. Cinderella. And Snow White, and it just really depresses me that that's what they do is clean. Like she went to the dwarf's house and then she just cleaned the whole thing. But she was whistling while she worked. Yeah. It's sad to me, though. That's why I can't be a princess because I can't whistle. So I'm. I'm not a great whistler either. You can't make any sound. (laughs) That's all I can do. Yeah, that's kind of what I can do. Like an airy. It's not a real 
Anyway, should we talk about Midnight Special? Yeah. Every time I say it, I kind of get the song stuck in my head. It's not my favorite song by CCR. I don't like any CCR songs. Oh, really? I do like some CCR songs a lot, but not that one. There's something about that guy's voice that, like, gives me a headache. I don't... Yeah, yeah. I can see it. I can see that. Okay, let's talk about Midnight Special okay. a little bit. Do you want to do a little synopsis of it? Yeah, I I watched it maybe almost two weeks ago now, so it's a little hazy in my head. But basically what happens is it starts out, and it's a little hard to tell what's going on, but it seems like there's kidnapping or something happening, and there's a little boy, and there's a scary-looking man, and there's this other man who's slightly less scary, and they're watching, and it's clear that they have taken this kid from somewhere, and they are on the run. And you don't really know if they're bad guys or good guys or what's going on, but they get this kid in the car, they're on the run, and it transpires that they've kidnapped the kid from this weird religious sect in Texas that's being watched by the FBI because the kid has these seizures, moments, whatever it is, where he talks in tongues and shares all this information. And some of it is just coincidentally top class government information. So the FBI has been watching this sect. This guy, the scary looking guy, turns out to be his dad who's kidnapped him from this sect. And they're trying to get him to this place. And it's not really clear what the place is or what's going to happen when they get this kid to the place. But it's clear that the people kidnapping think it's healthier for the kid. So then the FBI and members of this sect are after these two guys and this kid. Along the way, they pick up Kirsten Dunst, who's the kid's mom, who's fled the sect. And then along the way, too, they are then being chased by an NSA agent named Paul Sevier. Sevier portrayed by Adam Driver and he ends up having kind of a a moment in the movie that that's really important to the plot but I would call him a supporting actor at most yeah yeah it wasn't a huge role for him it seemed like not a very difficult role yeah he had to do a lot of sitting down at a table with a folder that yep. said classified and kind of interviewing I someone mean, I love a corduroy jacket <laughs> yeah non-judgmentally yeah But compared with Hungry Hearts, which was so emotional, there was a lot less for him to do. But he was still good in it, of course. Mm -hmm. They didn't explain a lot in this movie. They left a lot of A lot of putting things together on your own. There was the religious sect that they looked just like Mormons. I know. They all had those long... French braids and the prairie girl dresses. Yeah, the homemade dresses. It was unclear what was happening in the beginning for a long time. Sam Shepard, though. He's like he the He plays leader. the sect leader. And the one thing that you do find out, which is important later, is the kid is a... He sleeps during the day and he's awake at night because he has this weird eye condition that you learn more about. He can't be in the sun. He can't be like in the a sun. Vampire. So they or hold, his eyes shoot out too much blue light or yeah. too much light. So they hold all of their services in the middle of the night and all of the people in the sect stay up all night. Why did they look like Mormons? I so I, I just think thought they looked like Mormons. I thought they looked they like I thought they looked like those people that live in Iowa. <laughs> Mennonites? Yeah, I thought they looked at Mennonites. Oh, okay. Mennonites have that thing, that white thing they wear on their head. 
Yeah, but Mormons don't really dress a certain way unless they're on their, like, odyssey that they have to do. Oh, well, I was thinking of the, you know, on Big Love, like the ranch type. Oh, yeah, that kind of that with the French braid. So at first I thought the movie was going to be about Mormons. Me too. And then that was a red herring. It was kind of a cult based on the kid. Yeah, but they don't give you a ton of information except that they kind of think the kid is like a messiah. Well, he's clearly supernatural. So these lights come out of his eyes. He can make satellites fall out of the sky. He can hear the radio in his head and he can mimic it. At one point in the movie, he starts speaking Spanish, and it's that they happen to be driving by, like, a Spanish-language radio station, and they turn on the radio, and he's saying exactly what the DJ is saying. So it was kind of spooky, and I kind of liked how it just sort of unfolded, and you didn't know what was happening Mm -hmm. very much. Eventually, they get to his mom. But then when things start being revealed, then just a lot of questions come up in my mind that are never answered really Mm -hmm. in the movie so it's a little unsatisfying I mean why would the mom abandon her I had so many questions about that son yeah I so Michael it is Michael Shannon right the father Roy can't remember he's really scary looking he's in Revolution Road too did you ever see that movie I did he's in the show Michael Shannon I think he's in the show Boardwalk Empire. Probably. And he's probably scary, right? He's kind of scary. Yeah, he was this prohibition guy who it was mentioned in A Cocaine and Rhinestones, the guy who wanted to put poison in alcohol. Oh, yeah. So people would just die if they drank it. Yeah. That was his solution. So it, Oh, that he played, right. He played that guy. He's also in The Shape of Water. He's a scary guy in The Shape of Water. And... He's in Knives Out. Did you ever see that movie? No, I think we talked about, we've talked about that before. I was going to watch it and then I didn't. It's great. Okay. Oh yeah, because of the sweater, because of the sweaters, because that handsome man in the movie has a really great sweater and it's like the white Adam Driver sweater in the Gaga movie, which I'm way more excited about. That's Yes, that's my number one project that I'm excited about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty interested in Annette. But it does seem like it might be a traumatic experience. It might kind of be like Midnight Special. There might be a lot of weird stuff going on with a kid and people doing weird things that we don't know why they're doing them. And they might be sinister and it's hard to know. And then it'll never be satisfactorily explained. And they sing like 60 songs. And Mm -hmm. all of the songs are like one word over and over again. Like, we love each other so much. We love each other so much. We Okay, I'm getting a little punchy This is a full-on art movie. Yeah. I'm nervous to watch it now. How long is it going to be? Regular movie length? I think it is regular movie length. Okay. Yeah. So, Michael Shannon, I know this is not a podcast about Michael Shannon, but I loved Michael Shannon in this. I like melted my heart. I think he's really good. His eyes are very wide set. He has an unusual face. And, yeah, he also always plays a different type of intense yep. man. In and a way, I like he him. was playing the Adam Driver role. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't say much, though. No. He is kind of scary. You really don't know if he's a bad guy or a good guy. And things get kind of intense. Yeah. And then he seems good by the end. Mm-hmm. And the boy also sort of causes, like, earthquakes. Mm-hmm. He has to wear headphones and goggles all the time, I think, to keep him from hearing stuff or to keep his eyes from shooting light out of them and 
hurting people. So one thing I liked about it, though, and this is a total spoiler, is what it was in the end, that he was yeah he was an indigo child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, no, because he didn't save everyone. No, but he was indigo. Yeah. There was a lot of blue. Mm-hmm. He, and everyone wore blue, and his goggles were blue, and this light came out of his eyes. So it just reminded me of the indigo mm-hmm. child. But he was a child from another dimension type of thing. I thought he was an alien. You thought it was an alien that was? I thought there was this alien species that lived among us. They were like Brigadoon. They lived over us like we were in the same dimension, but they mm-hmm. were aliens. I like the idea of it. Yeah. I like the idea that some people could be born as humans, but really they're sort of aliens or fairies or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really woo-woo. It's a, the, I read this book about that one time. That there was it by L. Ron Hubbard. Is it? it wasn't even a real book. I think it was illustrated. Mm-hmm. And was it like thing, a comic? The thing, the, the kind of thing you'd read that would be on sale at um, a Scientology like a new, store, a okay, New sorry. Age gift shop, or something. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who used to lend me books like this, and I would read them. And the idea about this book that there are different types of people or souls, and some people were just basic humans, and then some people were other types of beings. It could be like an alien born as a human, an angel born as a human, or a fairy born as a human. For example, a fairy slash human would be probably really into nature and protecting animals and the earth and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Angels would probably be helping someone with a terrible problem. Mm -hmm. Aliens would be a person that would never really fit in, that would just be a super kind of everyone would just think was really weird. They're just on a different wavelength. It was just a funny way to classify people that I it always stuck with me and I found it amusing. Which one did you think you were? I'm probably a basic human. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm not a fairy or an alien. If I were any of those categories, maybe I'd be an angel human. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because I'm pretty sure I'm not a fairy or an alien. But I think I'm a basic human. Do you think you're any of those? I mean, I often say like, I feel like an alien or you look like an alien, but I don't I don't think I am an alien. You say you look like an alien? I say I guess I say I feel like an alien you more. You feel like an yeah, alien. But I think that's just social anxiety. So anyway, there was some kind of malfunction in the workings of the universe and one of these aliens got born as human. Yeah. And it just was a total mess. Yeah. As a parent, I'm sure you have this too. Anytime I see a little kid in danger, it tears my heart out. And so the one of the first things you see is they put like a hood over his face. And I was like, oh my God, what are they going to yeah, do with I know, him? I know. And then like, every time they had to put the headphones on or they had to put the goggles on. And there's this really scary scene fairly early on where they're hiding at this friend's house who was in the cult. And I guess... Somehow, like this kid, you would look into his eyes and he'd shoot light into your eyes and it would make you feel at peace or something. But it's almost like this guy needed it. And so he sneaks into the kid's room and takes the kid's goggles off. And and it's like this awful thing because he and the kid are locked in this fiery light stare. 
And it seems like it exhausts the kid, like they have to pull them apart. The poor kid just looks sort of sapped and he's getting sicker and frailer. And and at one point there's this radio bulletin and they, they're talking about how he's probably 40 pounds or 50 pounds or whatever. And it's just, I hate watching stuff like that because I just always am so worried about the kid. Yeah. And I think they use kids in movies sometimes to amp up the emotional impact. And yeah, meanwhile, when that eye thing was happening, like the house was falling apart. Yeah. It caused this earthquake type of thing. And then the government does get him eventually and they just take him away from his parents. Put him in an empty white room with all these grown-ups watching him, this poor little kid. You can't do that. I know. Even if it's an alien. Yeah. They didn't know he was an alien. They thought he was a weapon. Yeah. Was a line in the movie, an Adam Driver line. So Adam Driver's character, Paul, is a good guy, and he does save him and brings him back to his parents so he can be at these certain coordinates at the certain time because that's when he can rejoin his alien world. The indigo race? Yeah. There is something I read that called it Spielberg-esque or like it was trying to be like Spielberg. And I think it's because of poltergeist maybe the spirits i have never seen that movie and i will never see that movie too scary well the ghosts in it are just lights and it's really the coolest thing about the movie when you can kind of see how they did the ghosts in it so i think that's maybe what people were remembering with the alien people were kind of lights as well Okay, now, I I don't think I even saw the alien people. Oh, it will. Okay, so when the boy goes out in the sun, when they're Mm -hmm. at the coordinates, there's a nuclear type of explosion. Mm -hmm. And this dome opens up for hundreds of miles around. Yeah, and and all these people see it. Everyone can see the structures built by these aliens or people, just beings in the other dimension. Yeah. These lights that go around the boy and those are the people oh you know i thought they were beaming him up Mm. i didn't think those were okay i'm gonna tell you truthfully there were some points towards the end where i kind of was walking in and out of the movie so maybe i missed that part oh my gosh yeah maybe that was kind of my favorite part i think seeing the buildings that were built on our buildings Mm -hmm. maybe there's another dimension I hope so. Right on top of ours. So this movie was not a success. It costs $18 million to make, which I guess is kind of cheap for a movie, but I think it only made like $7 million. So it lost money. There were some good actors in it. I mean, Michael Shannon is in it. Kirsten Dunst was very sweet. It's so touching when she gets to see him again. And there's one point where the other guy who's on the run with them says, oh, you know, if it... If everything weren't so messed up, you'd be, you'd be a cute family. And they, they are very sweet as a family together. And I thought the performances were good. I liked Michael Shannon. I liked Kristen Dunst. Sam Shepard was good and kind of scary. And But I just felt it was too... It was okay with me that there wasn't a ton of explanation about what he was and how those things were happening. But then just some of the things that would have made the characters make more sense to me, they just kind of have you fill in the details in your head. I didn't like that as much. Yeah. I mean, it makes me worried about independent movies like this. They just aren't, they don't seem to do very well, especially in theaters. I'm sure people have talked about this a ton, but everything in theaters is a sequel or a 
Marvel Avenger movie, and there doesn't seem to be room for small movies like this to get popular, where you hear about people talking about them, and and the small movie theaters are closing. Yeah, down. and I, I, get, I mean, some movies just get released on Hulu or Amazon or something, and this seems to be the new way. I guess to see I felt more like... independent type movie. And I felt like this isn't a movie a lot of people are going to talk about because it's not that good. I mean, to me, it was like that Christmas movie we watched. This is where I yeah, leave you? Okay. where there were plenty of good actors in it, and it was promising, and then it just kind of fell flat. And Yeah, so how many combs would you give it? Oh, are we already on combs? I don't know. I mean, I guess I would give it three combs. I think I'd give it three and a half combs. I enjoyed watching it. And felt like it was good as I was watching it. Wait, is our scale four combs or five combs? Five combs. Oh, I give it two and a half. You give it two and a half. Yeah. I liked watching it. And then it does kind of break down afterwards when you start thinking about it. In science fiction, if you try to explain too much, they often fail because they can't explain it. There's no good explanation like the good thing is the good part about it is the mysterious part the big questions that we're all thinking about but no one has the answer to but when they try to explain it it sounds dumb usually and the ending is so unsatisfying hour of the movie is really good and then they try to like wrap it up and it just makes it horrible so this example they just didn't try to explain it kind of too many loose ends interesting to watch but there was a cult, there was aliens, kind of a mixed bag. I felt like things. they didn't need the cult. The cult yes. was just confusing, and it just added another layer of confusion. They could have just taken the kid because the kid was like in a hospital or something, and they could have taken the kid on the road, and then it just made it more confusing. And I guess it was to make it more stressful, or maybe it was so that Kirsten Dunst could have really long hair. I couldn't, I just didn't think we needed that. She had a long braid, and there was one scene where just a continuity thing, it just seemed like every time they cut back to her, the braid was slightly different. Oh, like I it didn't was notice moving. that. I thought I noticed that. And at the end, she cut off her braid. And dyed her hair. Yeah, so I guess she was either going undercover or maybe it's symbolic that she was leaving the cult. I think she already left the cult. I think she was on the run because in the end of the movie, they end up stealing the kid from the feds, too. So they steal the kid from the cult, then they steal the kid from the feds. I'm a little tired. I think you are, too, because I (laughs) I might be over-explaining everything. Yeah, it's late. It's my bedtime, basically. So Adam Driver, at the end, he secretly takes the kid out of the scary white space, and then he has them handcuff him. Like, yeah, and he asks them to, to punch him in the yeah, face. Yeah, he's like, would it be too much to punch me in the Which face? Which is my favorite part. Yes, that was the best part. And then he's like, oh, forget it, forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't get punched in the face. And then he just sits there and waits. Mm-hmm. And I guess he gets rescued eventually. Yeah, I think he does, because then when Michael Shannon and his helper get arrested... He, they're being questioned by this FBI guy. And then just like at the beginning, Adam Driver's character comes in and he's like, I'm Paul Sevier. I have some questions. But they all make eye contact and you kind of hope that he's going to get them out of jail or get them off or something because he believes like they do that the kid is kind of magical. Yeah. So the world just goes back to normal, even though thousands, possibly millions of people would have seen the alien structures nothing changes you're like oh that was weird you and know now thousands back to... and millions of people have seen ufos 
I'm just saying <laughs> there might be something out there. The world wouldn't change if so many people. I've witnessed. told you the story about the UFO in my neighborhood, right? No. Okay. All right. Go for it. Okay. My sister may be listening right now. So I'm getting a second win now. When I was growing up in the West End of Hartford, Connecticut, we had these next door neighbors who were super weird, the Evacas. So they were like aliens in human form? They might have been. Mm-hmm. The daughter. You can think of people and you're like, yeah. I could see that. So the daughter did archery all the time and she had a lacar. Do you remember lacars? Yeah. She had a lacar. And then the wife always seemed pretty normal and they were always awake like in the middle of the night. Extreme photo Indigo child. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. And then the dad had, I don't know if this was his job, but he had a radio show called The Assassination Files that was about the Kennedys. So our neighborhood was kind of like our neighborhood, friendly. People were standing outside one night, chit-chatting, whatever. My parents were talking to their neighbors on the sidewalk. And the Evacas walked by and were like, we don't want you to be alarmed. We think this is good news. We saw a UFO. We saw an unidentified flying object with flashing lights in the sky, and we've alerted alerted the authorities. But they were really excited about it. That is exciting. Yeah. Have you ever seen one? No. Have you? Nope. Nothing. Nothing on the UFO front for me. There was a headline not that long ago about the government has never asked scientists about this UFO information they're covering up all the time. Did you see that? No. Why does it have to be this big secret if there's UFOs? Why can't we ask scientists and they can study it? I mean, I know the Fox Mulder reason, that it would freak people out. Wait, I'm so confused now. So you read a newspaper article that said, why aren't the scientists talking about this stuff that they're covering up? I just read the headline, and it was in the New York Times. It was something about, why isn't the government consulting scientists or like they're finally going to consult scientists about these unidentified flying objects that people see in planes. But how do they know the government's not consulting scientists if they're covering it up? I think this is an article we need to read. Okay, well, (laughs) stay tuned. I mean, I'll do some research, but I'm sure if the government... You think scientists are involved? Yes. Haven't you seen Independence Day? (laughs) No, I feel like this came what? up before. Yeah, no, I haven't seen Independence Day. Spiner is in it. He's the, you know, he's Data from Star. Oh, yeah, you don't watch Star Trek. Okay. So you think the scientists are in on it? Yes, I think the scientists are in on it. Yeah, I just don't know why it has to be a secret. I just think you're asking the wrong questions right I now. Am. Because, well, first of all, I don't think the government is covering anything <laughs> up. I mean, they probably are, but it probably isn't about aliens. Mm-hmm. See, if the government was hiding, covering stuff up, then why would the New York Times? I'm oh my god, I'm so tired now, <laughs> mind blown. Well, and the New York Times has had some videos that they've they put up of unidentified flying objects, and I but like to watch think, them. Explain your thinking right now. You don't think you think the government is covering things up, and that the government shouldn't cover things up, alien things. Well, there's definitely footage of UFOs and things that fly in weird ways. This is real. Okay, but we saw this thing once (laughs) where this person posted this thing and it was something light and it was moving erratically in the sky. But I feel like it was dust, like it was dust caught in the light. 
But why can't we just study this more and explain it? But then a scientist I feel like did study secretive. it and explain it, and the scientist was like, it's dust in the light. It's dust in the light. In this example. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is scientists have to make choices because if they study every weird thing, you know, if every day somebody asked you to design a birthday card, at some, time, at some point you'd be like, I have to prioritize which birthday cards I'm going to design. Mm-hmm. And People I've, have asked me to do that. I know. Well, yeah. that's why I was using that example, because <laughs> I thought that would be relevant to your line of work. So if every time somebody posted a weird video of a flying object, at some point the scientist would have to be like, not today. It's probably dust in the mm-hmm. light. What about the structures in the other dimension? Do you think they should study that? <laughs> well, <laughs> probably. I think in the if the movie were real life, <laughs> which it was, we can just firmly establish it's not. <laughs> but if it was, I think what would happen is everyone would have an argument about what they actually saw, you know? So you would be like, well, I saw the lights and they were aliens. And I would be like, well, I was walking by the windows and it looked like a bunch of tubes, you know? Because we don't know how long it was up. So how would it split with red and blue? What would Don't you think Republicans... red people would think it was like a God thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. And blue people would think... I don't know. It's um... That's the problem with blue people. They can't unite behind one idea. Okay, it's aliens. So we believe in science and aliens are real in the other dimension. I think some people would try to explain it away and say that it was dust in the light. Uh-huh. Some I... people would say dust. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I think... I don't know. I'm waiting for the sequel, Midnight Special 2. I am not. It's just the aftermath of what happens when all these people see the other dimension. So in this sequel, (laughs) then it turns into X-Files and then Adam Driver is Mulder. That would be cool. A reboot of X-Files with Adam Driver is Mulder. Mm -hmm. I'm loving this. Mm -hmm. His wife is Scully. Who's going to be Scully? She has to have red hair. Okay. Okay, also, I've never watched a full episode of X-Files, so what do I know? Oh, I used to watch it in the 90s. That's why I'm I'm such an expert on UFOs, clearly. (laughs) Seems like it. (laughs) So my other thing with that little kid, this is the other reason I kind of was losing interest in this movie, is that I kind of felt like it was E.T. Like he was just Mm. trying to get home. Oh, yeah. I just don't know why two humans would give birth to an alien. I know. no parent was an alien. That was where I also was trying to figure out what is this movie that we're watching? Because really, the emotional part for me is, you know, my heart was breaking because I knew they were going to have to let this kid go. And that would suck if my son was an indigo child alien. Would I steal him from the sect that I was in and destroy a car and get almost killed by the feds and also kill someone by the way he shoots someone to get my kid to this place because I completely trust this kid and is this like another Rosemary's Baby scenario when I just don't understand the parentage see because it's too scary of the alien boy he's not bad though I mean he's I think he's a good little boy he just isn't really a little boy He's a great little boy, and like he knows where caves are mm-hmm. just because he can tell. He knew how many military guys were guarding a road. He's an omnipotent being. Yeah, there were so many things about it from a parenting perspective where 
you know, I have moments where I look at my child and I think like this child is heart piercingly beautiful. I Mm -hmm. love my child. And there are these moments where he says things that are just make me cry. They're so sweet and otherworldly. And, you know, and you look at this little boy and you can totally see that with him and, and the loss that Kirsten Dunst's character is feeling and all of that is so potent and then around it there's all this weird E.T. stuff and sex full rewrite where it's just the parents no cult they're all together in that hotel room like watching TV and the little kid is taking a bath that was my favorite scene too is they're all in this motel room and it's just kind of a quiet moment and the kid is taking forever in the bathtub do you remember that but he's cute as a button and really cute kid I also was thinking to go back to our theme tonight and every night is that Adam Driver. I don't think I can take another Adam Driver with a kid movie for a while. I think I need to take a break from that. Yes. So we're definitely not doing Marriage Story next. I don't think I can do it. He's a dad a lot. It's weird. I know. Because even in this role, like he's not a dad in this movie, but he's definitely the benevolent adult who, you know, if it was E.T., he would be the Peter Coyote character, the astronaut who comes and helps Elliot. And You must have seen this recently. You've got it at your fingertips. No, Peter Coyote went to Grinnell College. So anytime I can talk about Peter Coyote, I will. Okay. But he would be the Peter Coyote character. That name cracks me remember? up. That's a real name. Like the benevolent astronaut who comes and helps E.T. Because E.T. is sick too, just like the little boy. Mm-hmm. It's an E.T. remake. Michael Shannon is Elliot, except not really. Do you remember all like all the movies I saw in the movie theater when I was a little kid? The first movies I saw, E.T. was like right up there. I cried my eyes out. I was destroyed and depleted. Mm-hmm. At the end, my mom and I only had one Kleenex left, and I tore it in half. Oh, I was sitting on her lap. I was just you destroyed. tore a Kleenex. That's yeah, so sweet. Okay, so if we're not going to do Adam Driver as a dad, are we going to have to do Silence? Is that the Martin Scorsese one? <laughs> yeah, that's the one I've been avoiding. I have been wondering if we should watch Francis Ha. Oh yeah, or I was something. Just say that because it's kind of lighter. Yeah, I haven't seen that before. Have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it? I remember loving mm-hmm. it but I don't really remember the details. I would I think, love to watch something a little more lighthearted. Okay, let's watch that. Okay. And I think it's going to be... We can, then we can commit either silence or whatever. Or maybe you what can't we even do. say marriage story. Yeah. I, <laughs> I <don't wanna laughs> silence or whatever. I think I would rather watch silence than the marriage story. Yeah. You know what I think we could do? We could ask Peter to pick for us or someone else. Mm. We could. I'm up for Francis Ha. Okay, me too. I think let's do that. That'll be our episode 10. Do you want to do a sign up? I do, but I also want to say to our 10, it's warm and it's late down here. So if we're a little goofy on this one, we are going to be back in fine form with all of our fears and worries and joys and neuroses next time. We're going to record in the caffeine zone, which is we my are gonna, prime time yes, of day. We are going to record in the vaccine. I know. I don't think in this the is the best time. zone, you said. What? <laughs> this is the vaccine zone. Okay, wait. I, like I do term. just want to say about the caffeine. I do too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, 10. Did you read that Michael Pollan article about how he quit coffee? Ugh, it was in the mm-hmm. New York Times. It's like, fuck you, Michael Pollan. Like, he's the was opposite it the of one fun. That was, how do we do drugs now? Mm, it was linked in the What to Eat This Week. Don't you guys get that newsletter from the New York Times? No, I don't get any newsletters. I know this is a popular thing, and I just do not want to get newsletters. I love new- you love I think, them? Pe- I, think I know Peter they're popular. Reads it. I feel like I've talked to Peter about it before. To me, newsletters 
are like TikTok. I just don't even want to go there. Oh, I feel like newsletters are old fashioned. Well, they, they are. are like for... But the new newsletters that yeah. people do now. I don't read any. No. Well, what did he say? I tried to read the article he wrote about drugs, and I I think get well, he did talk about how it's the most commonly used drug in the world. Like ninety percent of human adults ingest caffeine. I really don't like comparisons between caffeine and other drugs. Just saying. I mean, it is though. Continue on. Like it's a drug. It's a psychotropic drug. Anyway, so he does all this research on it, and he doesn't come out and say it's bad, but he does an experiment where he quits caffeine for three months, and then he has coffee, and he talks about how amazing he feels. I just feel like Michael Pauling was like this New York Times darling, and he's no fun. He looks like I would never want to be at a dinner party with him. Mm -hmm. For me, caffeine, I mean, I drink one coffee in the morning. That's my happy time. I drink like one to two, and I, I love it. Yeah, I just feel like I it's a, a victimless, and I love it. Me it's too. a victimless drug. I mean, if you drink it too, if I drink it too late, I won't sleep. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same as as another drug. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <As> like, <laughs> if ninety percent of humanity is on caffeine and functioning fine, then there's probably a reason that we are all drawn to it, and that it, so many of us depend on it. To have a clear head in the morning or whatever. I love caffeine and I am I stand by it. Well, have you ever heard this? I think there's a through line about coffee. Mm-mm. So everyone used to drink alcohol, like beer all the time because water was not yeah. safe to drink. And then caffeine was discovered by the Western world and it was really controversial. There was the equivalent of the Pope or whatever, you know, it was like everyone's weighing in like, is this evil is it good but then people liked it and everyone started drinking coffee bam the renaissance oh uh-huh. I, think I think i have my facts there. sort of straight on that i think so it's like dark ages dark ages coffee the renaissance so i don't think we'd be we wouldn't be making a podcast if, no if, way jose know, we would just be no way joe say <laughs> <laughs> Like morning Joe, you know, do you get it? Oh, oh yeah, I'm do getting you... it now. Yeah. No way. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Adam Driver podcast. I'm Aaliyah. I'm Liz. See you next time. Francis Ha. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.